Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. But back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, twitch.tv forward slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch room. Yes, yes, we are the NXT Podcast, and we go live after NXT every Wednesday night. And uh, we go live on Twitch, and we've been on Twitch quite a lot lately. So much, so much at so the moment. So much twitching. We, we've been doing our um, regular schedule of NXT on a Wednesday night at 10.15 Eastern, but we've also been putting on Deep Impact, which is my new show going through Impact Wrestling. I've had co-hosts uh, like Andrew Thompson and John Ceno come and join me. That's on a Tuesday night at 10.15. Then we go in live on Thursdays as well. Yes. So for those of you who listen to this show and, and support us and stuff like that, we love giving out free shows. Love and it. starting tomorrow with AEW Beach Break, we'll be adding a show to this very free feed. What used to be called Up Nextra was mm. our Dynamite review show, but now we're calling it BD Elite. Yes. And it'll be free every Thursday. We go live and record it at 1 p.m. Thursdays to chat all about AEW on Thursdays on the Twitch. But we record it and we'll be putting the podcast out on this very feed. So this feed has become its own little network. We got Impact. It is. NXT. Shot in the Dark. Shot in the Dark. Earlier today with John Ceno. Yes. So uh, thank you for supporting. And of course, uh, we just did Batman Forever. Yeah, oh, that seems like ages ago now. Yeah. We've done so much in the last week. We had uh, a few people like, hey, where are those Batman reviews at? Well, the one of the holy grails of them has been dropped. The the Batman Forever reveal. And the things are only going to get better. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun talking about Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. So go check that out. And uh, Kiss from a Rose. I got the seal 
Kiss from a Rose cassette oh, right here do. in front of me. Do you have me. anything to play it on? Uh, no, but I got to get one to play I'm going to knock that over. So yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so go look for that on the free feed as well, because our Batman reviews will continue uh, next month uh, or upcoming month. We got another one coming out. But uh, yeah, and then, of course, patreon.com slash up next. We had a whole Rumble month. We did top five Rumble moments. We did Royal Rumble 1995 review. We had so many things going on, including the up next Rumble. What, what was that? Oh, you never heard of it? No, it kind of flew under the radar a bit. I oh, think. yeah? I don't, I don't yeah. think we talked about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not only did we do a review of Royal Rumble last week, we we watched the Royal Rumble, and that was great. Maybe we'll talk about it in a sec. But, um, yeah, we put on a, a show, an event. We did, yeah. We've been hyping this up for a while. Uh, we had the idea. We've been doing these games for the big four pay-per-views. And we thought, wouldn't it be fun if we tried to have 30 people mm-hmm. involved in a proper Royal Rumble? And I think it went better than both of us expected. It was long. I mean, to be expect, it was 30 people we're talking to. It it went long, but I think everyone enjoyed it. We had a fantastic champion. And I think we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, we started doing these podcast games that you come up with, you came up with a time ago and look where it's it's come on to. You somehow managed to master the the power of Zoom and OBS. You've become a whiz as people on the Twitch. If you watch live, uh, we had so many people live uh between you and me. The video's still up if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Podcast came out for patrons, but we decided to keep the video up as well. If you want to check that out, it's still up on the Twitch. Uh and yeah, three and a half hours of a game, 30 people in a rumble. Longest rumble ever. Longest podcast we've ever done. It was, yeah. uh, We saw wild things such as Andrew Thompson eliminating waiting. He said he was going to do it and he did it. He had one mission and he, he succeeded. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he didn't win the rumble. No. Not at all. But he threw out waiting. So, yeah, we had some crazy people. Cactus Chris Elliott won the match. He won the battle. He was the one left standing. And he's going forward to WrestleMania to face me. The BDE champion. Yes. Um, so we'll probably be annoying you very, very soon with promoting the hell out of our <laughs> WrestleMania game, yeah. which will be coming WrestleMania week. But you know, so far as it stands, the headlining match yeah. is Brayden Harrington right. versus Cactus Chris Elliott. Uh, I, I, I got something to say to Chris Elliott. Uh, I know we, we, we're on the road to WrestleMania, but I mean, he could he could do things like Edge did tonight. He could decide on things. He, he could, could just yeah, go maybe go for title. a different title. Because uh, Cactus, I don't know if you want to go three stages of hell with the Bray D. <laughs> you don't. Uh, it was wild. Thank you to everyone who not only joined this crazy event, because Davey worked so hard on it. You worked so hard on it, and you killed it. We had no flaws. Uh I put the the epic video. Pa- I told you for months. I want to make a, a package, a radio a podcast package, where it's all the clips of everyone just talking shit the past yeah. few months. And uh, I use my two favorite WWE production themes in this. I think one was Temptation, and one was uh, fuck. What was the? It's all so beautiful. Oh, it's that so one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had so much fun with that. And uh, I go check out the Instagram because that video is up there as well. But it's the all next the- thing to do is I want like a whole training video. I want to I want to <laughs> see people running upstairs in empty stadiums, uh, sweat like. We need what is NWA and remember what Cody did for All In with the the twelve pounds of gold 
We need yeah, that. We, we need that. Yeah, we need the we road need, two. <laughs> yeah, I, you do twelve pounds of gold for me because I'm the champ, and then we get the road two for Chris Elliott, like Love the it. WWE two four. Love it, on Chris Elliott going forward. But thanks to everyone who joined in and, and helped. Thank you so much. And we saw so many names in the Twitch room that night who we don't normally see. So whether you came over kind of from post wrestling and wanted to hang out, uh, thank you. Thank it, it really it really meant a lot to. Braden and I just seeing the support we had on Thursday and and I really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did because we had a blast. We had so much fun and we, there's so many so much controversy to come out of it. So much but controversy creates cash baby. Oh, always. Uh so thanks to everyone who joined in and that was it was just so wild and uh we you know a year or so ago we did an event when you could do events at a bar and me and you we 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 patted ourselves on the back afterwards and we said wow like how great would this be to to do maybe for traveling WrestleMania weekends or something like that. And pandemics kind of took that away from us and it's something we wanted to do. So now we're doing it over Twitch. Virtually. And, yeah, yeah, and we're having a blast. So, uh, yeah. And by the time we can go to an event and meet all you guys, it, the ice is already broken. We already know who you are. Yeah. And we can just hang and it'll exactly. be great. And it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we had a blast doing that. And uh, go check that out as well. Um, Patreon.com slash up next. All the Rumble shows are up there. Uh, but it's a new month. It's February. And we have so many shows. We just did the Royal Rumble review. All the Rumble stuff. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's all in the past month. You get access to that. But this week, we're doing a Was Next. We are. Chris Price, who was kind of screwed out of Rumble last week. I invited him on to was next we're chatting about the first the crowning the, the the tournament final very funny to what's going on in nxt now of the nxt titles the first time they're going to be crowned here the inaugural championship match happening so we were we reviewed that we recorded that today that's pretty awesome but more importantly it's the in-ring debut of summer ray and and that oh yeah if you've been following yeah. nxt it's true what a debut summer ray had yeah. um I, th- I feel most of us probably weren't watching NXT regularly <laughs> at that point. We're about to get there. We're about to get to the point where everyone was jumping on the bandwagon. But you possibly haven't seen how they introduced Summer Rae, and it's fantastic. Uh, and, yeah, and we see Paige. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sasha Banks has a secret admirer. She does, yeah. yeah. So that's all happening this week. Uh, and then, and up yours, where world champs get to pick stuff and come on and join us and talk about their pick, and we review it. Who, who, We're joined this? by John Taylor. John this Taylor week to talk all about Robin Hood, Men in Tights. What? Yeah, we're super. Sometimes we find there's a theme with these months without us even trying to make theme. We're very '90s heavy this month, so we're yeah. we're going to be talking about Robin Hood, Men in Tights. We're going to be talking about Office Space. We're going to be talking about Louis Theroux's wrestling documentary from Weird Weekends. We're going to be talking about Batman and Robin from the '90s. Yeah, and so we're not all movie heavy. We are going to be looking at wrestling as well. We're going to be doing the best of PWG, joined by Martin Bushby. Uh, that'll be coming out, as well as the best of the never open weight title ah, with Mike Murray, and which we, might have to add a match. We might have from to last week. We just had a cracking match between yeah. Hiromu, sorry, not Hiromu, uh, Tanahashi and Shingo. Uh, crazy i heard you watched it because i meat slapping i think i knew when the made in japan happened just from hearing your yell yeah that was crazy awesome match yeah uh all these crazy things we're reviewing this month including a retro review from the six we're doing the saint valentine's day massacre Mm. we're doing that that one's going to be on the list as well and a top five moments of love for valentine's day so it might include uh something that happened on beach break from the wedding 
Maybe. 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 But we'll be talking about that on BD Elite tomorrow. Uh, so Patreon.com, $5 a month gets you access to all these podcasts, all the shows in the back catalog, all that. And it only takes five bucks to support us. And that's what we do in these crazy times is just podcast and podcast. Free podcasts, Patreon podcasts, Twitching. We do it for you. You want it? We got it. We do it for you. We do it for the people. Uh, we watched the Royal Rumble. We gave some thoughts. I won the Rumble pool. I, yeah. I drew number one in the Rumble pool, and it was originally Randy Orton. Then they switched the numbers, uh, and somehow I win $185. Nice. Good for you. So uh, not only am I BDE champ, but I'm also the Rumble pool winner. I placed a double on Edge and Bianca winning, so I won a bit yes. as well. So it was a good night all round. Yeah, I, I really loved seeing Christian. Obviously, yeah. we mentioned Toronto Boy here. Uh, I love seeing those two kind of have that moment. Um, I loved seeing some of the, the, the women's rumble. I like seeing Victoria show up. I thought that was really cool. And I liked, I, looking back... Jillian Hall. Jillian Hall, yes, yes, of course. How could I forget? Uh, I, I, since looking on like Twitter, Ruby Riot posted the, some of the gear she was wearing, which said Riot Girl, which is like a bikini kill like reference. And I was like, that's what that was. And I, that's just so awesome. I thought that was great. But... Um, watching the Royal Rumble is still the most fun. We we ordered wings, and oh, yeah. we just watched the Royal Rumble. We felt like everything was all right in the world for a few hours. Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, I'm thinking about this Sunday also ordering wings. Oh, uh, barely eating meat right now, but every yeah. now and then it's nice as a little treat. Uh, it's the Super Bowl, and oh, yeah. I'm going to be on my own. So if you want to have a watch along for the Super Bowl. With someone who doesn't know a whole lot about football and will probably talk through most of the match, um, join us, twitch.tv slash up next podcast. I'm, I'm working and I told my coworker that uh, I just got to watch for the weekend because yeah. he's the, the halftime. And I got to see a Scarborough man's main event Super Bowl. That's, sure. how, that's how I support. So XO over everything. Um, yeah, so join you for that as well. But at, at Up Next Podcast for the socials and stuff, uh, we're doing so many things, so many shows, all that stuff. Go follow. But I tell you something we haven't. Done. Like, we've been able to do that isn't podcasting. Okay. We watched a little show recently. Oh, yeah. Morning Brown. <laughs> uh, morning Brown, Morning Brown. <laughs> Aunt Donna's big old house of fun or whatever it is. Yeah, we got really stoned and watched the show. Highly recommend. It's really funny. So stupid. It's so weird and out there. It's on Netflix. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's not going to be everyone's cup of Morning Brown for sure. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> It's really fucking funny. It's like sketch comedy with a slight through line story. Okay. Um, I, I, we watched it. It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but also, I finally got around, and I haven't told you this at all. I've kind of kept it a little secret. Oh. I watched Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. The whole thing. Yeah. Done it. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. yeah. More people need to be te- like Ted Lasso in this world. I agree. Actually, everyone. If my, if when I have kids, I can raise them to be a good person like Ted Lasso. Yeah. I think there's just something about coaches in like movies and TV shows like Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights just you know Coach Bombay okay Mighty Ducks Mighty Ducks yes 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 um, just makes you want to be a better person these Sensei, people just, Sensei Johnny Lawrence Sensei Johnny Lawrence exactly like these these father figures shaping these people's careers and their lives yeah. and it's it's great uh, I really really enjoyed Ted it Ted Lasso what's what's funny I, I, I loved him on, on SNL but I loved him in this show because he like wrote it and come up with this idea and he said it's only doing three seasons of it but the, the like not to spoil but at the end 
what's it's kind of parallel at something that's going on in his real life. I don't know if you follow oh. tabloids and stuff, but him and his ex Olivia Wilde and the love triangle with Harry Styles. Right. So it's okay. kind of like, oh, dude, yeah. are you wait, are you writing things about your life? Because it's kind of sad and funny at the same time. But uh, yeah, I love that show, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah, he he's fantastic. And um, Juno Temple, who plays like the the footballer's wife, the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. She's just incredible. Uh, she's so good. And it, it's nice for me watching something that's kind of British as well. Like, yeah. it, it, it takes me back a bit. That's definitely so what I thought, yeah. they're just my random recommendations of the week before we get into wrestling. I, well, I watched Batman Forever and was, like, all over Tommy Lee yeah, Jones. Yeah, we did a show about it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so then I went and watched... Um, I wanted to put on The Fugitive, but I watched right. that at work a lot. So I, I put on um, No Country for Old Men. Got me in a oh great film, which got me in a Woody Harrelson mood. Then I went and watched Natural Born Killers. I was just all over the place this week. Uh, yeah, uh, I finished uh, Cobra Kai, which is such a stupid, ridiculous show. Yeah, oh, it, it's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> so but I'll definitely watch season four when it scattered, comes out. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's so dumb, dumb. It's but so it's dumb. Great. But it has scattered with wrestling references. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long before one of them is on Raw? Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Yeah, especially Johnny the, Lawrence. Wrestling are normally a little bit behind, so give them two years when it's already finished, and yeah. we'll get Johnny Lawrence on there maybe. And we we did a Karate Kid review somewhere back on the Patreon there. We you did find yeah. it deep in there and on up yours, but uh, yeah, so, like out of all the universes of media out there of movies and stuff why does karate kid need a karate kid universe it's hey <laughs> i i don't know but it's there and i'm all for it i guess i guess so uh i i also i mentioned on a twitch stream i i finally watched john wick 3 which is crazy because i've been on this like weird it's interesting because we're gonna talk about uh zaya lee in a little while with some storytelling oh, yeah. with zaya lee but i recently went on like a martial arts kick okay so i would love martial arts recommendations martial arts movies i know john cena is going to definitely hit me because I went and watched Crouching Tiger. Uh, I went and watched Kung Fu Hustle. Um, I know we're going to be talking about Rush Hour a little bit later, but that one's more of a modern comedy. But I want, I, I want like some good fighting movies. We've got to watch The Raid 2. Yeah, true. Yeah, We've already yeah. done the review way back in the archives for The Raid 1. Yeah. Um, Raid 2 has some fucking crazy fights. Yeah, I've, I've just all been about the, the fighting and, and stuff. So I'm looking hmm. at some... You do a wrestling podcast. Who thought you're into fighting? Too much fighting, to be honest. <laughs> no, there's a difference, but I like, is, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, someone in the chat says Shaolin Soccer. Yes, I watched that as a, as a kid a lot. Uh, so at the Brady, let me know martial arts movies. Some and go watch Man of Tai Chi if you haven't done that already. Keanu Reeves and Ted Lasso and Aunt Donna. Watch them all <laughs> and, and NXT. I hope you're watching that as well because yeah, we're gonna talk a lot about it. Yeah, well, AEW's tomorrow, and I know a lot of people want to be talking about that, but we're gonna talk about Edge on NXT. N Edge T. Yeah, that's right. NXT from February 3rd, 2021. First of all, right off the bat, Valentine's Day, WWE knows you ain't got nobody, but wrestling's always there. Remind me more. Remind me more. Yep. <laughs> and they they said there's a takeover. Yes. Sunday night, Valentine's Day night, and they never gave it a name. We said takeover heartbreaker. Yep. Did, they didn't go for that. Valentine's Day massacre. Er, they're not going to go for that. Mm. Today, they came out with the name. Takeover Vengeance Day. Yeah, it's they're going with the old Vengeance logo. Vengeance is something they already own, and NXT have been doing a lot of the nostalgia yeah. thing. And I guess they just felt uncomfortable about doing St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which is fine, sure, uh, understandable. Um, yeah, I 
it it doesn't vengeance day doesn't quite have a good ring to it but i see what they're doing and i like that they're branding it i i quite enjoy them branding their takeovers in different ways and especially as we're we're not going to the different cities need some kind of branding i'm okay with vengeance day did they take vengeance and judgment day and just put it together for valentine's Valentine's day Day. Yeah. yeah well i mean i don't i don't think they need to trademark the word day I think they can put that on ju- everything. Ven- anything day. <laughs> vengeance yeah. day. Vengeance day. Uh, well, it's going to be a vengeance day. But if you want to have a pal in Tyne's day, you can come hang out with us on the Twitch and yeah. do a watch along. And then we'll be doing a post show for that as well. All on the Twitch and recording here out on this free feed. So vengeance day. Will Edge be at vengeance day? Maybe. 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 He said he'll be, be. watching. That's he'll be right. on the perch. Oh, yeah. NXT perch. He'll be on the edge of the perch. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) We start off with NXT, and it's a match in the Dusty Classic Women's Tag Tournament. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Dakota, a hot off her Rumble appearance last week. We didn't really mention some of the... Oh, we didn't mention one very important thing. Uh, A few important things. Sorry, I have to stop because uh, leave the memories alone. Pour one out. We lost a good one today. Or a few days ago, Damian Priest. Oh yeah, he's moving on up. That Damian Priest hanging out with the Bad Bunny. It's the Bunny and the Archer. Bunny Archers. Yeah, yeah. That he's he's gone. He's gone. He's flown, uh, flown the coop. I think so far, week one of main roster. I think they've done a great job yes. with Damian Priest. Fantastic. Um, pairing him with like a legit star in Bad Bunny for these first couple of weeks. He's he looks like a killer. He's, his moves have been impressive. He's obviously a, a striking-looking guy, very big and distinct look. Uh, I think he's going to actually do really well on the main roster. Uh, Probably better than he was on NXT. I agree. He looked great, and I, I thought Bad Bunny looked great. And it, oh, yeah. Bad Bunny's been at the PC this week, training. Has he? Yeah, okay. so he's been at NXT with some of these guys. So WrestleMania match, do you think? I, I, I think so. I, I, I said on our Rumble review, people don't understand how big this guy is and the fact that he's been advertised for maybe like a match that like people are the the like market over there is huge for, to see this guy do this mm. and i thought he was great it wasn't just he looked like he was he was can't, couldn't wait to do this and like was so in it and it still goes back to him selling that crossbody <laughs> <laughs> so i assume is morrison versus priest and yeah bunny yeah that'd be cool yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down for that right yeah uh so P- Damien Priest, he's moved on up to the main roster from NXT. What about Rhea Ripley? She was the final there with Bianca, which I, is great. I love Bianca winning. I feel like we're going to see Rhea and Christian on SmackDown. Nice. Okay. That's, I would like that. Um, apparently, Christian is like on like a part-time contract, so okay. I assume he is going to work some matches, and he looked great on Sunday. Um, Rhea Ripley, we it's kind of all been in the news that he's going to – sorry, she's going to – uh, B main roster now. I think we'd have seen them. I think they'd have followed up with them on Raw. Um, otherwise, so I've got a feeling they'll be SmackDown because we didn't. We only had Priest from NXT in the Men's Rumble, but we had Dakota. We had uh, a few of NXT with Santana Garrett, who Shotzi, <laughs> Jillian Hall. <laughs> yeah, we had a few people show up in the women's, but yeah, uh, Damian Priest leaving. Rhea Ripley looks like maybe she's leaving as well. Uh, good times here in NXT. Yeah, I, but I think it they fit. They they would. Go on to do good things. Uh, both seem like people who do more on the main roster than NXT. I love the final three with the the callback to, you don't even go here. Exactly, yeah. yeah. it was great. Well, 
Dakota was in the Rumble. She didn't win, but she looked great. And she's here in the Dusty Classic. Raquel and Dakota going up against the team of Casey and Caden, the two Ks. And they're ready. There's some insert promos here that were Casey and Caden level here. Yeah, they're kind of annoying, aren't they? Am I love I, them. Am but... I fair saying that? I, I really enjoy their work. Just at the moment, they're trying to like find themselves um find themselves as like their voice and it's it's not quite connecting it's coming across a little bit obnoxious for me just a bit too enthusiastic it's the same issue i have with ember kind of yeah uh hopefully they'll find it yeah uh they're 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 come off a little over the top but that's their character i guess and they're glowy gear they kind of look like msk the gear kind of matches them maybe they could be all a whole unit uh casey and caden raquel and Dakota here um i don't know if you noticed in their entrance we've kind of made fun of their pose where they're back to back like that back to back go and rewind this and watch this because casey definitely went to do it oh and she crossed her arms and turned and caden was shoulder caden was looking at the um at the dusty cup yeah so casey kind of <laughs> goes turns her back crosses her arms notice caden hasn't done it and turns around like tries to style it out oh, wow. as if no no i wasn't gonna do <laughs> you know when you see people go to shake your hand and mm-hmm. they don't go and you're like oh hey yeah yeah, yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> scratch my head here um she's just made, made a good save yeah. good save good save uh, so the finals of this will be on the Takeover Vengeance Day. We have uh, Casey Catanzaro here, who's hitting some crazy cool like combos, double team effects here. Uh, Raquel is on the outside, and then military presses Casey back into the ring for a two count. There's then the 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 double team move that Raquel and Dakota have done, like the gliding stomp thing, like the aiding stomp. It's it's a cool move, uh, but it's ne- only a near fall. Carter's in. She's hitting like head scissors on Raquel, and then like low super kicks to Dakota Kai and then Raquel as well. There's a picture in picture and it's Dakota now working on Caden with a cravat. And then when we come back, Casey makes the hot tag. There's a scoop slam scoop. There it is. Uh, Casey then on the outside jumps the scaffolding and like flies off onto everyone, uh, which is pretty crazy. There's then a pinning attempt on Kai, but she kicks out. Then Raquel lifts up Casey and throws in the air for like an assisted go-to kick which is like the, what is it, the ricochet type uh, move? Benadrilla. Yeah, sim- similar to that move, but it looks great as a double team move, but it's broken up there for a two count. Then Caden comes in and hits like a heat seeker type knee, pile driver almost type move, like MJFs, but with the knees. Mm-hmm. And then Casey does like a almost half to coast drop kick. And then Arana face plant goes up top for her, what did we call it? The WTF? Yeah. The Casey Catanzaro crazy move where she just flips all sorts of different ways. Uh, but Raquel kicks out. Dakota looked like she was trying to make the save. I think it was meant to be a save and Dakota was just a bit too far away, but Raquel luckily caught this and kicked out. But yeah, this was, you could see Dakota wasn't going to make it quite in time. No, nowhere near. Good on Raquel just kicking out here. But she kicks out of this move and then Casey like climbs up. Uh, sorry, there's Dakota and Caden who are both now knocked to the outside, leaving Casey and Raquel. Casey is flying around Raquel, cl- spins around her, but gets caught in midair, countered into that tor- Texas tornado bomb, and she gets dumped here, and Raquel pins her to win I mean, the match. Casey is tiny. Yeah. And Raquel's pretty tall. The height she got, and just, like, also the velocity she threw her yeah. down, this looked nuts. As we were watching it, you were going, why is that assisted go to kick, not the finish? That, that looks so cool. Yeah. 
And then you see this finish and you go, yeah, I mean, if you didn't finish the job with that one, this will definitely do it. Again, putting Raquel over as the the star of the team. I thought this was a pretty fun match, pretty good opener. Um, some fun spots in there with the the craziness, the jumping off the lightning rig and the that WTF sent on thing. Um, but put Dakota and Raquel over strong. I can probably see these two winning the whole thing. Yeah, it would make sense and helps elevate both of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was a fun match. And I like that even though it's not the direction they're going right now, Raquel is ready. As soon as they're ready to pull the trigger and have her challenge for the title, she's ready for it. Yeah. Uh, I really love that Texas tornado bomb. Her oh, it looks fantastic. Crazy when she gets them high she's up in summer, the air. It's been awesome from the first, sorry, Mayan Classic 2, I think she was on. The improvement we've seen from there to the matches in Revolve yes. to her now, it's it's striking. And yeah. I, I'm really pleased to see it. It's nice. Yeah, definitely. We were, she, that tournament, you know, it wasn't it's night and day honestly it, it, she's definitely put in the hard work she looks like she looks like a star honestly uh she's one of the, the characters i look forward to seeing every week raquel going forward in this match so they're gonna face shotzi and ember moon uh or candace and indy right sorry there's uh there's yeah. either, either one of those yeah. so i think we can figure out who probably shotzi and ember yeah. yeah um wade barrett is now a u.s citizen as they do a little celebration, he's given apple pie and a photo of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Wasn't he Canadian in WCW? <laughs> oh, Hacksaw, yeah. Uh, so Wade is just celebrating that Good he's for him. Yeah. Like, I'm not a citizen here yet. I'm a resident, and I know how stressful that is. So good for Wade. Obviously, he's been working over there for a long, long time now. But full-blooded American now. Citizen Wade. Citizen Wade. Uh, we have Alicia, who's a new backstage interviewer here. Um, and she's with um, Tony Storm. And Tony says, everyone thought EO was untouchable, but I I proved that wrong. EO was at my feet as I held the title up. And that is just a preview of what's going to happen in two weeks. Because at Vengeance Day, uh, if you're not aware, it's EO Shirai versus Mercedes Martinez versus EO Shirai. For the NXT women's title. EO says, EO is not going to stop me. Mercedes not going to stop me. She's dead weight. And I'm on the top of my game. And I'll show a full display tonight. Uh, I didn't mind this promo. It's kind of... Sounded better. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, She's been a bit cheesy, I found, in her promo since turning heel. And I thought this was a bit more... To the point. To the point. Look, I've beaten you before. I want to win again. Mercedes is in my way as well. I'm going to take her. Uh, This was... A vast improvement from Tony Storm. We have Edge, who's backstage with William Regal. You can't really hear what they're saying, but it's like later on, Edge is here, and they're going. They're in Regal's office, and Edge is kind of pointing out the brass knucks, and he's. I think he's like, "Hey, remember when you hit me here with those one time? <laughs> yeah, we've had some fights." And they laugh, and they laugh, and he shows off his new shirt. Earn our scars. You know, I used to own like every Edge shirt. To the, yeah. I was wearing my Edge head shirt the other day, actually. Um, and I realize now as an adult, I'm not too sure if I want to buy any of his new shirts. No, I, I'm going to look at this. His other one was Grit, wasn't it? Yeah, it it's everything grit. with his R, the rated R. Rated R. Uh, or yeah. R scars. I mean, he's got he's had some good shirts. He's had some bad shirts. I still have the E&C uh, five-second pose shirt as well, like Charlie's Angels type one. Just looking on WWE Shop now, they've got the the Bad Bunny Royal Rumble shirt. That one's not bad. Yeah, I get it. Uh, oh, there's an 
for those who collect vinyl pops, there's a Boneyard Match Undertaker. Oh wow! Pop vinyl looks kind of cool. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I can't. There's some classic. Oh, they, they got some nice stuff. Right? You know, I haven't done an order for a long time. If you're going to do an order, though, I suggest going to ProWrestlingTees.com slash up next. Absolutely. 20% or, off right now. Yeah. Get a hoodie. Get it in black. Get it in white. If you if you wear white, good luck eating wings in, the, in that. Or just don't eat wings in them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> get the black one. It's easier to wash. And we'll, maybe it won't stain. Yes. Uh, yeah. We didn't talk about how we tried. Great selling there, Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about how we uh, we tried. The uh, bomb. The bomb. Oh yeah, we've been on a on a hot ones kick recently. Yeah. Watching a lot of hot ones, and there's one hot sauce on that show cracks everyone that kills everyone, and it's da bomb. Yeah. So you ordered it. Yeah, we put it on our wings on the Royal Rumble, and I and I we we were we were we paced ourselves because I've seen the show, and these people are tossing the wings in this. Oh, yeah, you would yeah. die. It's yeah. so hot. No wonder people are choking. Uh, so we enjoyed it. We didn't kill ourselves. I no, mean, it, it was nice as yeah. like a little like brushing it on, a little glaze. It was kind of nice. Yeah, uh, uh, you got the flavor as well as the heat. It's like really it's an hot. intense heat, but you got a bit more flavor. Whereas if it was just tossed, all you're just getting is deathly heat. Because we had this other one in the fridge for a while that we had here called Death Sauce, and when I got it, it came in an actual like coffin or casket and we were de- talking the other day me and you were like which one was hotter so i actually looked it up and death sauce is hotter i, th- I think so yeah the bomb like is still so hot a little bit i made a giant pot of chili for us veggie chili tonight and just like a few dabs of this like turned that whole pot yeah to really nice hot. Really so the nice. bomb is the bomb. bomb yeah i just was like screw it i'm just gonna order it and try <laughs> it so if you want to use it feel free but don't kill yourself or your butthole yeah We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to see. We go to our next match. Back to NXT. Sorry. Leon Ruff versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory's got a new entrance, including a new theme song. Uh, It kind of mixes in the Waze intro with, like, a a new rap rock song. Yeah, it's got, like, that ooh from the the way. But, yeah, some rap over it as well. Uh, The lyrics, though, said, he's 23. He's Austin Theory. And I'm like, well, wait a second. What what happens in a year? Is he going to change the lyrics? He'll be 24. He's 24. I think so. Just keep updating That's it. That's so funny. He'll get to like Goldberg status and it'll be like, he's 61. That's the streak. He's just his age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I uh, I did like the entrance here for him. The, like they have that giant X that they have for the, the stage here in NXT. And the colors change in him. It's, his silhouette's like a superhero or something, right? Because mm. that's what they're going for with the way. Yeah. But it looked it looked clean. It looked fresh. And he's like Jack, so it looked like a cool visual there. Uh, and then Johnny pops out from behind him like a geek, like, "Hey, it's my boy. Yeah. Hey, what's <laughs> going on? Is who's Johnny's like every sidekick in now in like Disney movies or something? Like <sighs> he is, but he's the leader. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. You're right. He he's playing he's playing Smee. Whereas yeah. he should be Captain Hook. Yeah, I guess right? he was given Theory his, his time True. here. True, right? yeah. But yeah. Uh, so Johnny's walking around. Uh, Theory versus Ruff. Right away, Theory's on the attack, beating down Ruff with his size advantage. He does a fallaway slam, but Ruff, I've never seen this, counters a fallaway slam and just lands on his feet and is like, what up? And I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. He then does a kip up into like a Enzigiri type move. Theory comes back though with a back suplex and then just starts to be cocky, kicking him to the face and wiping his boots. And he does this strike and they show a replay in slow-mo and he like really clocks rough in the jaw here. Hope he's okay. Uh, and then... Gargano tries to get involved, so there's Ruff coming back with super kicks to him and super kicks to Theory, and then a missile drop kick. Uh, this is where Candice 
and Indy come out, but Shotzi and Ember come out and take them away. Like, go, no, you're not getting involved in this match. And the referee is distracted by taking them away. And Leon Ruff on the outside does the Eddie Guerrero, pretends Johnny hit him. So Drake, the ref now, goes, you are out of here. So Johnny's sent to the back. He's like, no, I didn't hit him. He goes back into the ring, hits Theory with a flying cutter, but Theory gets his foot on the rope. Theory gets up. He eventually hits the TKO, or what he calls all day, and pins rough. Austin Theory wins. Pretty good match, I thought. I, I like seeing uh, like the young guys go out and face each other, because we see mainly it's kind of going up against more of a vet, like your Leon Ruffs versus Garganos, your Theories versus Kashidas, that kind of thing. Uh, it was cool to just see them go out there, two guys who were in Evolve just a year ago, you know, even less and are now putting on a match on NXT. I uh, found this pretty enjoyable. I like both guys' work. I see I see big things for Theory. If he can like stay straight and everything, he'll I think he'll be a big star in WWE. Yeah, we thought that a while ago and then he went to Raw and it kind of was all like weird, muddied there. We're, we're not too sure what's like, Wasn't that a he replaced someone, didn't he at Mania? Oh, okay. It was the Andrade um, Gaza thing and I can't remember which one was injured for Mania and then he kind of stuck around after Mania and then quietly went back to NXT It NXT is where he should be right yeah now, definitely sure. but I definitely get these um, Randy Orton vibes from him I, I see he's someone who uh, his promo is pretty good like he, he's got a good promo on him already but I feel the older he gets, he'll kind of adjust his style a bit more, work more that WWE style. He's got a look that I'm sure Vince or whoever will be in charge in a few years. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, likes. Uh, I I see the sky's the limit for this guy, really. So you have a theory. I have a theory, yeah. That he'll be an NXT champion. Um. Yeah, maybe. I, I see him One being day. a WWE champion at some point, but talking yeah. a decade away, you know? Uh, Wade on commentary was like, he'll be w- he'll be NXT champ one day, so maybe one day. But one victory here over Leon Ruff. Yeah, I thought the match was good. Uh, his finisher is the TKO. Sorry, I think he calls it the ATL or whatever, but... Um, I prefer looks- Ataxia. That looks way better. I think he needs a... I think he needs a- Different move. Like, I don't like either of those moves of finishers. Ataxia think, looks ridiculous. Like, I think you, Ataxia looks cool. I don't understand what's happened. No, every, it, every time I've watched it, I don't know what's happened. And he wouldn't be able to hit that on, like, a bigger guy. For sure, so. yeah. But you're not going to be able to really hit the TKO on bigger guys. Ataxia's like either. a pump handle, flipping the guy, and then hitting, like, a flat line. I think that looks way cooler. The TKO and especially on someone like Leon Ruff, who's small, and you can yeah. hit it effectively. Um, but, yeah, TKO is just a bit dull. We'll me. see what happens with the way there's then after the match where he beats up on Leon, Leon Ruff and then TKOs him again, goes to grab the ring bell, but he's stopped by Dexter Loomis, who grabs him by the hair and pulls out his hair and shows the hair that he pulled out. And I guess the part he grabbed from Theory's head was a dyed brown part of his hair. Yeah, Completely different shade of brown, completely different length from the hair that's on his head. It, it This looked dumb. What was this? Yeah, this what, looked really This bad. was so silly. It, that wasn't his hair at all. It was just like you had this hair in your pocket and pretending it's theories yeah, or it, something. It didn't match at all. Um, what the, the this, this didn't work. And this when it, every week I kind of forget about this Loomis Gargano feud looming. And looming. every time I see 
Dexter come out during one of these bits, I'm like, oh, fuck. We're going to be getting Gargano running away scared from Dexter Loomis. Um, if they're going with Dexter Loomis, Austin Theory as the match, I'm a bit more okay with that. Just please don't have... Gargano's already ridiculous enough as he is. Please don't have him in a feud with Dexter Loomis because that just spells death to me. Well, well uh, it seems like Theory and Dexter is the one that... Feud. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's weird. Why did he... Have, he grabs his hair. You ever seen Charlie's Angels? From 2000, with the right. bad guy, Crispin Glover. He, okay. His gimmick is he cuts, he rips their hair and then he rubs it on his face right. and smells it. That's what Dexter Loomis is doing right there. Yeah, it, it's like a a murder trophy thing, I guess, he's sort of Weird. going for. But um, I watch a lot of... Have tw- the hair match. Yeah. Well, don't do oh. it to a guy with really short hair. Yeah. He's like, hair his hair's shaved, round, so he's only got a little bit on top. Yeah. Uh, he's managed to find a hairdresser on, like, me, just getting long and out of place. Yeah, I don't know. The hair thing was was weird. It was. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone will get a good match out of this guy. Maybe it's Austin Theory. I want it to happen. He's had some good matches before, but he's definitely in this, like, weird streak of just... This character is just, like... uh, What's with spooky things in wrestling? It's become fiendy, right? Yeah, exactly. As soon as... They don't know how to evolve it or have it work in a wrestling environment. And it's fine for cool vignettes and stuff, but... It's when it comes to the match, I need I need a bit more. Um, and I haven't really got it yet from Loomis. Uh, definitely thought the Cameron Grimes strap match was a darn sight better than it kind of... I thought it was going to be, and it was better than that Roddy strap match. But still, it, it, it's the same thing with The Fiend. Anyone who's partnered with them, I feel sorry for. Because it's just a huge mountain to climb up, and it's not going to be a Good. satisfying view at the top. You know, the the Twitch chats reminding me that that's was his character in TNA. Like when he was, he was, he was pretty Glover. much Crispin Glover. Okay. Yeah. Like what was it? Willow he was in or something? Is Willard? Yeah, that was a weird one too. He's the the dad and he's George McFly. Right. In, yeah. Uh, so more on Dexter later. We have a video package for LDF, Legado del Fantasma. Santos is in a cruiserweight title match later. He says, tonight we show how powerful we really are. First, the boys will bury the Lucha House party, and then I will manhandle Kurt Stallion. The end is near. Teasing not only them winning, but still kind of calling out Karrion Cross. And Wade right away, when it cuts to him, is like, well, that's not really a smart move considering you have a title match later. But that's just me, is what he says. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I feel NXT have tried something over the last couple of months. And I actually kind of think it's working, where they're giving everyone sort of multiple storylines because you've got Raquel who's in the dusty classic but is clearly should be in line for a title shot that title shot's ready whenever and then you had Tony and Mercedes just calling out EO you got Cross who called out after Priest he wanted to go for the title and is now messing around with Santos Escobar who's got this feud with Kurt Stallion while Legado del Fantasma are feuding with like Lucha House Party and stuff it's they're it's that Game of Thrones analogy again, I've said, where everyone is in the same yeah. world. And I, I do like it. And it kind of works for me because when you then move to the next feud, it's all already kind of ready. But it's just so jarring when you're so used to the WWE style of Raw that don't do that at all. And everyone is on an island that you go, yeah. oh, is this too confusing? And you go, no, I'm a grown adult and it's wrestling. I can keep up with this. Uh 
I think it's way better storytelling for me. I find AEW does it. They do, yeah. I find completely. since AEW, NXT's been doing it. It's, yeah. So, yeah, there's another thing I, I noticed definitely that all the stories intertwine. You're right. It's just like any show you watch. Yeah. The, the characters mix around and intertwine. And have different relationships with different yeah. characters on the show and will have different beefs as it goes yeah, on. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. It's like they have issues with certain completely. people or whatever. So I, yeah. I way prefer it. Okay, well, uh, I mentioned I was a bit of on a, like a kung fu karate kick mm. lately, and then I get this on my NXT, and I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> Are you guys ready for the next installment of the Zia Lee saga? Oh, yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tian Sha? I believe so, Tian yeah. Sha here. It's story time. It's a cartoon graphic of like, some, while someone narrating a story here. Now, I tried to write all the all it down the best I could because we're recording this right after I haven't gone back and fact checked but what I got here as the storybook comic comes to life here of what's going on these drawings back before dynasty existed someone ruled a leader with two children an older son and a younger daughter the son took power ruled with an iron fist brought dishonor to the family the daughter she fled in fear to exile but in exile she found the dragon she begged the dragon, teach me strength to restore honor. The dragon agreed, but it cost her soul. The dragon put her through trials to purge her fear, replace it with power as she is reborn as a warrior. And she had to find access to the throne. Uh, May, she, she then came back and destroyed her brother. And she would become what she despised. She would be the fear. She would instill fear into others. And she she's now feared for generations to come as the story comes to a close. And it fades up to the the NXT arena here. And Beth Phoenix goes, and it, and it, and it fades to, to Zia Lee, mm. Boa, and this leader, Tian Sha, with the woman with the face paint. M- Mei Ying? I think, I think so, said, yeah. The, well, the, the goal from this story is Mei Ying. Yeah, yeah, so they're basically saying this leader is the, the, pa- the younger daughter in this story passed down through. And Beth is like, you're telling me that woman is hundreds of years old? <laughs> Great line. Uh, but what do we think of this? Oh, I thought this was awesome. And this was one of those times where I go, I wish they did credits in wrestling because this animation was beautiful. And it it felt like the beginning to one of these movies, you know, like the prologues that give you all the history, like the beginning of Lord of the Rings, where you hear the the history of the rings and the wars that happened over it. Yeah. Um, the beginning to Mulan or something like that. Um, I actually had to look up to see if this is a legit story and it's complete bullshit they've made up. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. But the way it was presented felt legit. They've spent a lot of time and care on this story. Um, I like the idea that this is maybe something that goes down generations so so the woman in the throne isn't necessarily the woman from a thousand years ago but she's like the daughter of the daughter of the daughter who had to go through this and we've seen Zia Lee has gone through those four trials with Boa in this case being the kind of brother quote unquote that she was beating up and right, stuff yeah. so now Zia Lee's left behind all fear and insecurities and she is now the warrior I thought this was awesome and the difference between this and Oogie Boogie Spooky shit yeah. that we have in wrestling is it leads to combat, you know? Like, this whole story is to lead to this woman becoming a warrior. And what do you do? You go in the ring and you have a match and you beat someone because like you're a warrior. A crazy, it's, it's yeah. It's easy, but you've given it this cool, like... um 
folklore cinematic backstory, I'm all for it. I thought this was one of the highlights of the show. The animation looked great. Um, it's so left field for something WWE it, would do. It really is. And it's it's working. It doesn't feel hokey, um, which so often it, it does. Uh, I, I tried to look up Tian Sha because I was trying to find if this story is... Uh, like based on and maybe it is based on something i'll have to do a bit more digging yeah but there was a film in 1986 called tian sha but there's no synopsis on imdb mm. and there was another one in 2000 called tian sha also no synopsis but there was a tv series uh from 88 to 1990 called tian Jia or tian zaya xia Ooh. like zaya lee um which is about what is this Lord Conqueror is a great and mighty warlord who wants to take over the world. To do so, he must defeat another warrior named Saintly Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Zaya Lee versus Edge confirmed. Yes, I think that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't wow. want the title. He wants Zaya Lee. He wants Zaya Lee. Um, yeah, this, this was, was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. It, it was like you could turn it into WWE comics. You could take the story and make a whole For comic sure. series yeah. based on, on this whole thing. They did a comic-con finn balor which yeah. explained the whole demon thing right. and you could totally have a line of comics yeah they need all the the stuff to tie in with this because it's very interesting it's very not like wwe i really enjoyed this uh, i mentioned uh, like i've just been on this kick of these movies that had nothing to do with this and then it was it was brought in with the story i'm like oh man this is like right up my alley right now and i, I just ate this up it's really so cool it. as well i mean and we're talking huge big picture here but if Zaylee is like a character who stays in the company for a while and has a pretty lengthy career here. This is something on her way out that she can pass down to another young up and comer and be the new Tian Sha, you know, like it, it can be something passed on, yeah. which is kind of cool. No, I really enjoy it. And I, I can't wait to see kind of, we need still more of the reveal of who, is it Mei, Mei Ying? Mei Ying. Yeah, we the need princess, to see. Yeah. Uh, we assume is Karen Kwan, uh, who's signed to WWE, mm. who probably has changed her name to this. But uh, yeah, super interesting. Just the visual of them standing at the end of it too, with like them, the entrance they've been doing, with now more of a visual of her face and yeah. like the face paint or something, a mask of some sort. But looks great. It's something completely different that will totally work. Um, super, super, can't wait to see where it leads. I know she's been doing these squash matches and that's fine, but then eventually we're going to get Mei Ying who comes in and probably does the same thing or they team up or something. Mm. Uh, can't wait. Maybe they take out the winners of the, the Dusty Classic. I'm kind of not interested in seeing this Mei Ying character at all yet. Work. Okay. Um, I feel it, it's her passing her like advice. I mean, I know Karen Q is a wrestler, yeah, but. I kind of like her just in this role of sitting there. Well, and we have a mysterious. few characters already in this story. Because you got Zaya, Boa, Mei Ying, and like the, the old dude, the old guy. So, I mean, there's a few in there. But yeah, very intriguing story. It's not quite like wrestling that you're used to, but it makes you wrestling. Sports entertainment is supposed to get you interested in the fights. Like there needs to be a reason why you want to watch two people fight is usually what it is. And they're doing a weird turnaround with it's not quite like the spooky stuff it's more like ancient warriors and 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 stuff so i'm kind of super into it like i'd be down as well for further down the line if there's a big title match or something is seeing the champion who's going to go up against Siley having to kind of go through her own trials to kind of bit knowing like she's going to take on this warrior and trying to 
to do some martial arts training and getting whacked with the stick and drowned in water and all that to to be able to go up against Zaya. I think there's so much legs to this. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested in to see who put this together for them. The mm. animation and the, the storyboard here of this, this story. But... Road Dog. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. Straight out of the mind of Road Dog. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's got a lot of time on his hands. Um, I, I like this. I want to see where it goes. And I want to see more different takes of, of wrestling. Like different things you can take to, to add a story to a character or something like that. That doesn't involve just them cutting a promo. It's time, right? Yeah. Like th- this is something that they built up gradually over weeks and weeks and weeks it wasn't rushed at all and each week you get a different page of the story and it's growing and you've kind of whereas if you were just slapped with this out of nowhere and had none of the prior eight weeks or however long it's been this would feel like nonsense right and nuts and i think that's so much with wwe especially is just hot shotting angles where you go this is dumb this is stupid whereas I think this is, yeah, putting the time in and having a big, clearer picture. It's working for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. Well, we go to our next match, which is the Dusty Classic men's side of the tournament. And it's a battle of Lucha Supremacy. Lucha Libre Supremacy. Lucha House Party versus Legado del Fantasma. So two of these guys are luchadors and they wear lucha masks and they they like to have house parties they're all about lucha libre then there's legado del fantasma who are lucha libre but the the snobby classy gentlemen who've kind of don't wear the masks anymore and, and taken away from the lucha thing like that whole story that we've kind of seen so it's kind of an interesting matchup here to see which lucha team goes forward uh, early on in this match grand metalik goes for the rope walk because he's the king of the ropes but he's kicked off by raul who scouts this we go to commercial break but when we come back metalik comes back with like a s- sit out sunset flip off the top for a two count there's then series of drop kicks and and chops from Lorado lince dorado who comes in and then there's this crazy like in midair he counters a counter to his own move into like an arm drag and then he's hitting like flying head scissors he's just so fast there's then like a standing splash off the top of grand metalik's shoulders for a two count Joaquin wild comes back though with like a double arm ddt to both of these guys at the same time off the ropes there metalik eventually does his rope run into like a hurricane rana and then dorado hits a soup uh, sorry a moonsault to the outside onto everyone just crazy then in the ring there's a dragon rana from lince for a two count Raul tags in, they take out Metalik, and then they hit the the side Russian leg sweep, Gamon Giri, double team. This would be our move, for sure. You would do the side Russian. Yeah, you, you say that you can get your leg up real high. I don't think so. I remember when I tried to super kick <laughs> yeah. you know, something. So Legado del Fantasma pick up the win here in the Dusty Cup, proving they are Lucha Supreme. Love that finish. I think the side Russian Gamon Giri looks great. Um Again, like Lucha House Party just putting on a little banger. They're so in- entertaining to watch. Uh, Legado Fantas- Del Fantasma as well. Uh, really enjoyable match here. And I think uh, Legado versus MSK will be really fun next week. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. So next week, MSK, as they come out after this, they stand off with these guys uh, from the entrance ramp. And in my highlight of the night, I know Edge was on the show, but second highlight is to Nash Carter, who says, yeah, yeah, I bet that feels good. Soak it in, because next week we're going to take you to the limit. And Nash Carter, with a line of the night, says, listen, we're Michael Jackson and you're Tito. (laughs) 
quoting Rush Hour, Chris Tucker, uh, <laughs> go to uh, my Twitter because uh, me and him are best friends now. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. Good he, for you. He, yeah. Uh, we, we always... Uh, everyone always talks about Rush Hour 1 and 2, but we don't talk about 3. Uh, so next week, that match is going to be lit, I think. Yeah, MSK I think it'll be really good. And, and I thought MSK sounded great here. Um, yeah, he did. Considering this is the first time they've really spoken in WWE, like in front of the crowd, if yeah. you will. Uh, thought they sounded confident, looked great, sounded great. We go to Pete Dunne, who comes out. He's here with his boys, Oni and Danny, come to the arena. They go into the middle of the ring, and Pete Dunne says, I'm tired of telling Finn Balor, so I delivered a message, and I snapped his fingers. Don't force me to make it any more clear than that. So out comes the NXT champ, Finn Balor. He says, done waiting? What do you mean you're done waiting? Look, you're hiding behind these two clowns. And he's like, I'm not hiding. Yeah, we'll prove it. So Pete tells the boys to fuck off. So Danny and Oni, they leave. They go. And it's now Finn face-to-face with Pete Dunn. And they are talking to each other. Pete says, uh, you better hold on tight to that NXT title because the first chance I get, it's going to be mine. It will be mine. Oh, yes. He says, well, Finn says, you got your chance. Vengeance Day. Take over. You versus me. I'm putting the title on the line. And before Pete can even uh, respond, you think you know me. Out comes Edge. On this day, I see clearly. He comes down here to the ring. Rated our superstar. Said Raw on his graphic. It did. So I guess he's drafted to Raw. He's drafted, but officially. He's the Raw Rumble winner, so he goes wherever the fuck he wants. Well, he's an ultimate opportunist. He, and he sees an opportunity. He comes out. He says, here is NXT. In WWE, we, they put the focus on the E. But here in NXT, we focus on the second W wrestling and that's fun for me i watch this show i actually watch this show as a fan and i would see the passion the hunger the fire in the eyes this show helped me get my passion back the passion that i use to win the royal rumble with and it allows me to challenge any champion at wrestlemania and i look at you two and i see the two of the damn best and he goes over to pete and he's like pete i you know how i feel about you i see a lot of me and there's so much good and so much bad, but that's what makes us who we are. And I would shrug my shoulders too, kid. Then he turns to Finn and he says, I see a guy who's operating on a totally different level. You're at a zone which is special to watch. So I will be watching your match at TakeOver because I've never had that, as he points to the NXT title. And he says, no matter what, who wins, that this is intriguing to me. Maybe... I haven't made my choice for WrestleMania, but your fight might help me make it. And he walks off. Great little tease. I think I kind of felt this was what Edge was going to do when he was announced. I think especially after last year, Charlotte challenged for the NXT NXT women's title. That thought is already in our mind. So we kind of think it's possible. I don't see this happening, but I can see Edge wanting to wrestle quite a lot on this run. And maybe like maybe he kind of likes the idea of his wife calling one of his matches as well so i wouldn't put it out of the question of seeing edge wrestle in nxt at some point i don't see him challenging for the nxt title though yeah i, I really like this though it helps get over these two guys you know edge yeah. used to do this when he was you know he'd come back for the, the edge show the cutting edge or whatever and he'd always just help get over yeah, the two for guys sure. it's like foley would do before yeah. a hell in a cell match all the time that kind of 
job. Yeah, it was pretty much that, but still had such a he has such a great promo in him here. But I I also thought Pete sounded good, and so did Finn. Finn always sounds so. He does sound in a different zone. He's so uh, so dramatic, Finn Balor. But and I love it. He, he's intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's his problem? <laughs> um, but it puts over the title as well. The fact that Edge is considering challenging for the NXT title do- makes it seem more than the third world title in WWE. Uh, I thought this was good. It was cool seeing Edge there. Um, Finn and Pete is a match I'm really excited for. Actually, I think that could be pretty great, and it feels fresh. Yeah, so our TakeOver Vengeance Day is coming into shape. We've got NXT title on the line, Finn versus Pete, in a never-before match. They've never had a match before, I don't think. Not that I'm aware, no. Yeah, so um, it's the two UK guys, essentially, over there. Or Finn technically UK? They said it in their promos. Europe. Finn's Irish. You could say Europe. The yes. Battle of Europe. Yeah, because that's what they mentioned their promos before. But yeah, I'm super excited for this match. Pete and Finn will definitely deliver. Uh, come Valentine's Day. Um, and more matches announced later we'll get into. But Edge in NXT is definitely something I'm interested in. Like, there's so many fresh matchups there. Um, there. There are so many matches for Edge in the whole company that intrigue me. Yeah. Um, and I feel he maybe feels the same as well. And I, I reckon he's going to want to wrestle with everyone. I kind of saw that why they just ended that Randy feud on Monday. They were like, let's just... Move get on. this done we need to finish this story let's wrap it up and now like edge has this whole like play pen to yeah. play in it's awesome i'm really excited to see what edge can do if he can stay healthy edge and beth versus johnny and candace that i could totally see happening it could be something yeah couple i could absolutely couple. see that speaking of johnny johnny's backstage he's with the new uh, interviewer lady and he says you're not you're great but you're not mckenzie and uh, what you got for the kid? You're like you're. You could be my Howie to my Ali. He says that Austin Theory found the way earlier today. And if that freak Dexter Loomis tries to mess with him again, well, we'll figure out. But he's inter- the interviewer here says, well, actually, just got word from William Regal's office that you have to defend your North American title at Takeover and your opponent. And he says, don't say it. Don't say it. Kushida. You said the K-word. Who are you? Are you a crazy lady? Let, I'm going to get you fired. So he, he runs off as we go to commercial break. When we come back, he's dragging the camera, dragging her through to Regal's office, bangs on the door. The door opens, and it's Kushida. And uh, he says, sorry, Regal's busy. And then they start to fight. They're fighting all over the halls. They fight into the ri- the, the room where Edge was was fighting in at WrestleMania. The, the, <laughs> the hanging room. The, the room hanging, hanged. Yeah, the Edge's monkey bars. hanging room. Yeah. Uh, and then Kushida attacks Johnny's arm, and then they're pulled apart here. Um, Johnny's in this weird character role. Like I liked when he's like, you're going to get fired, lady, or, or taken to a crazy people jail. It's just like, ah. Uh, I want to see you as, as fucking We John. say this every yeah, week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is he's good at it. I kind of wish he was bad at it, so they just go, oh, this isn't working, yeah. and flip it. But uh, Okay, yeah. well, I don't want to talk about this segment. I just want to talk about it's a happening. This is potentially one of the biggest takeover matches, I think, in history. It's long time coming. Johnny Gargano versus Kushida in under two weeks, that takeover. This sounds nuts. Can't wait. I, this... We figured this was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, now we've got the confirmation. Uh, really, really looking this sells, to this match. This sells the paper. I hope. Can we Can we have Austin, Candice, and Indy just 
like handcuffed to Luchasaurus yes. <laughs> ringside so we can just have the match because this match should be great and I don't want any bullshit I agree. there because it should be great. I think they missed um, some comedy here that they could have done. Okay. Um, when Kushida's like, no, no, William Regal's busy and you just see him in the background, he should have been like, doing a Rubik's Cube, throwing a ball up and down, just doing something like he's got all the time in the world and Kushida's like, nah, he's he's too busy right now. Because <laughs> you want to dispute it being like, no, I don't want to face him, but the match is happening. It's happening. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this match. We, we saw it coming, but it's official now, yeah. so... Yeah. This, this is shaping up to be a really great takeover, I think. Yeah, right away, women's title match, triple threat, EO versus Tony versus Mercedes, then... It's Johnny versus Kushida and Finn versus Pete. Yes. Plus some tag finals of the Dusty. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty stacked. Good good stuff. We go to Robert Stone and his brand with Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. And there's an announcement that Jesse Kamea has signed to Robert Stone brand. Wow. She got new gear, new music, and she's signed to the Stone. Good. But she has to go up against Tony Storm. Tony versus Jesse. So if she plays her cards right... She'll soon be in retribution, and then she'll be challenging for the NXT Women's title. It seems like a good move to me. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, just think, it. maybe if Rhea Ripley signed a stone brand, she would have won the role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those times back. Um, and and Shotzi would have won war games if she signed with, Yeah, <laughs> didn't run him over. Tony versus Jesse. Tony right away beats her down, hits her running hip attack into the ropes, slaps her, and then German suplex is blocked, and Jesse hits a low spinning heel kick for a near fall. But out comes Mercedes Martinez, and Jesse's like, hey, what are you doing in my match? And she gets a beat down. Tony then Germans Martinez, but then out comes Io. And she just perches herself up on the top turnbuckle, just like a cat lounging, like Catwoman, essentially. Like, just nonchalant, just hanging out, watching these two pawns fight each other, Tony and Mercedes, as they're killing each other. They fight each other to the outside, so Io goes over to the other turnbuckle, hits a moonsault to both of them, and then stands tall with the title. We've seen these brawls, like, every week between these three now. Um, I thought this was a little dull, Um there was this weird bit where I think Tony delivered a headbutt to Mercedes and they both fell down and were just lying on the floor for on the mat for ages. And then when EO went up, they were just both on the outside stood ready for this moonsault. It didn't quite work for me this week, but I do think the match should be good. Yeah, I, I think the match could be a sleeper hit. We've seen EO in these multi-women matches before at TakeOver's time ago. I think the NXT takeover new york where we were at is she was great in that i think this will be good and i think she'll retain and maybe that's when you get the raquel confrontation eventually yeah that builds to maybe mania is that match uh we go to the thing is though you have raquel you either have her lose the like dusty classic um and then challenge for it which seems weird or she wins it and then you feel she should be going Surely they've got to have the women's tag title match. Yeah, I would think. yeah. Uh, unless she loses and turns on Dakota, maybe like blames her or whatever. True. Going forward, I don't know, but I do see that being the direction. Uh, Raquel and do you see EO retaining? It's EO versus Raquel at WrestleMania Takeover. I think so. That time yeah. frame. I mean, there's not going to be one on the Saturday or Sunday of that same weekend, but WrestleMania time frame takeover mm. is that match yeah 100 because it's huge um we go to kurt stallion is he actually gonna wrestle santos on this show will it happen well 
Curtis Stallion, Curtis Stallion says, Tonight is the absolute biggest opportunity of my life. Santos has been running, and tonight I got him in a corner. So place your bets on the Lone Star. I think I said uh, Walmart hangman last yeah. week. Was I on the money or was I not on the mark? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't get hangman so much. I get Matthew McConaughey vibes. All big, right, all right, all time. right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, if he, what is it? If you smoke, you smoke. No. Huh. Well, you'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Kurt Stallion. So Kurt versus Santos, and it's actually happening. But then, if don't let the name Lone Star fool you, because Kurt Stallion rocks a Naruto headband here. Going, I up. hate his headband. It looks so dumb. There you said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But if it's got to have some sort of meaning, and we've talked about it for like time on these Evolve shows oh, yeah. before years ago. So but Jesse from the Six hates it more than me. People hate he headbands. Would get mad when we did those shows. Be like, why is he wearing this headband? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's wearing the headband here, so he's going up against Santos. Cruiserweight title on the line. Uh, Santos hits a drop kick early on in that snap brainbuster, and then it rolls it into like a Kimura type submission hold. Vic Joseph, I think, kind of is a little early on the draw for his cue, but I, I think I see something in the corner of my eye. And then the match goes on, and they're like, what? What are you talking about? And then it cuts to the perch, and Scarlet is there watching. There's red lights and fog. This is weird, because if you think you've seen something, don't you just turn around to, like, like, check? She's behind me. I can see her right there behind (laughs) me. Um, Bless Vic Joseph. Bless him. Uh, Scarlet's just looking all spooky up there. Scarlet, obviously... Looking like Scarlet Witch, WandaVision here. Oh, huge Scarlet Witch vibes, yeah. I got Wanda meets Dolly Parton All right. vibes. Jolene, Jolene. That's what she was looking She Not posted... quite the hair, though. Not quite as yeah, high. I mean, hair. the color hair. But the color, also, yeah. it's these, like, tassels that she's mm. got. But definitely WandaVision, Scarlet Witch type, old X-Men style. Scarlet Avengers. Witch going to the rodeo kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> working nine to five. Scarlet is just hanging out there watching, and, and Santos keeps turning his attention to that while he's in his match still. But they um, go to commercial. When we come back, uh, Santos drops Stallion on the steps is what they showed us during the break. He locks in then a, a single leg crab and then turns it into like a modified surfboard here. Stallion comes back with a German suplex and then um, a crazy suicide dive from uh, Santos. Sorry, from Kurt Stallion. And then Stallion hits a splash off the top, but it's only a two count. Santos then throws him upside down. Like, Sorry, I pressed mute. Yeah, Carry on. thank you. Uh, Santos then throws him into the turnbuckle and then hits with the legato driver. Keeps him standing with the butterfly into the knee face buster, and Santos wins the match. So cruiserweight title wasn't going anywhere near headband guy. This, considering this was built up for ages, I wasn't sure if this match was even going to happen until they even locked up. I was expecting something to happen, um, as in one of them taken out. Uh, didn't think the match quite delivered. It wasn't bad. There was that. I thought that suicide dive from. Uh, stallion kind of through the corner looked really cool but seemed at the end a pretty easy enough win for santos yeah which i was fine sorry stallion's promo earlier definitely was like if this guy shouldn't be winning the cruiserweight title not no 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 um just the fact that it's been built up and put off for so long i kind of saw a bit more of a showcase for kurt stallion and i 
Apart from that suicide dive, I didn't really get that from him. Yeah, there wasn't too, anything that I bought that he was going to win. I thought for sure Cross was either going to like cost him the title or something like that. I just didn't see out of all the contenders, it didn't make wouldn't make sense for him to no. lose it to this guy. No offense to Kurt Stallion, but he's got a lot to like work on. I think where compared to Santos, this character has been well, built we up. We just don't know him. That's yeah. the, that's the problem. We haven't seen him. If we maybe seen him in tags and singles matches against other guys and racking up those wins we might care a bit more but um unless you watch 205 even if you do i think you want to see him in this nxt environment uh before going for this title um yeah this didn't quite hit for me yeah uh it wasn't like one of his classic cruiser matches that he's had but um i'm happy he retained but carrion cross comes out down to the ring cross confronts him ldf attack him the two the cronies here phoenix and and wild sorry joaquin joaquin wild and raul mendoza mm. but he cross dumps mendoza into one of the things and razor's edges to wild to like a wall uh, and then stands face to face but it's santos who's not acting phased at all he's standing tall here like smiling almost cross goes nose to nose and he talks to him and we don't usually hear him talk like this but he says Seems like you have a problem with me, so here's a solution. It's the gift of time, and it's a double-edged sword. And it just, I'll give you more time, but time may not be on your side. Tick-tock. And Santos just smiles and is not, like, backing down. Yeah, Santos looked great here. Like, no intimidation at all. He does does eventually get go out of the ring, but I didn't see it so much of a backing off in fear and more so just like ah we'll we'll fight when the time's right we'll fight on my time it kind of felt yeah. like to me um yeah it kind of felt like santos bitched him out a bit he did 100 percent. Yeah. cost kind of looked second rate to him here Sa- like santos his acting here was great as well if you look at his eyes during this moment they're kind of doing the the like back and forth thing looking at uh at cross just sort of sussing him out um, I thought he looked fantastic there. Uh, but yeah, Cross just didn't look good at all. He's been called out by this guy for weeks. Yeah. And we've seen Cross attack all these people backstage and stuff. Santos has been calling him out a few weeks in a row. And he just comes out and sort of stares at him and doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. Okay, he beat up the tag team, but who cares? <laughs> like, I guess, yeah. It's, it's funny because he doesn't back down so it's it made santos look like a like a badass realistically yeah. it did a really good job of that um and uh it's not the last we see of this because we we go to undisputed era getting ready for their match later tonight with roddy wearing still wearing the sticker on his shirt like oh, yeah. always classic roddy but when we come back from break it's edge who's backstage somewhere fist bumping bronson reed as they're talking and edge exits the back door <laughs> I don't know if he saw Malcolm Bivens' tweet earlier today. Oh, yeah. But I screamed at my TV, Oh, my God, Edge, don't do it. Edge, do not go into the NXT parking lot. No, Edge, please don't. Stop. Uh. But he's met with Karrion Cross, who somehow found a shirt. And Karrion Cross says to Edge as they go face-to-face in the parking lot, Edge, you have a big decision to make, and it's going to be a moment you're going to have to live with. So I hope you choose logically and not emotionally. Edge says, oh, you sound pretty threatening here. You're threatening me. You could motivate me, you know. Don't motivate me because I could come back here and I don't think 
you'd like that. And Edge walks off, gets in his car, and leaves. Yo, Karrion Cross, man just got clapped two segments in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looked like a right bitch here. Um, yeah, he looked... I'm done with this guy. This guy sucks. <laughs> oh, come on. No, this guy sucks. I like hourglasses, and I'm not very good in the ring. And I just got bitched out by an old man and some cruiserweight. I guess. Like, that. that's what I'm getting from it as a viewer. Like, he's done nothing. He's got a cool entrance and a hot wife. Like, you know, yeah. like, I'm not seeing it with this guy. And his stock is just getting lower and lower for me every week. Um, I did love the tease of the parking lot. I don't know if this is just a kind of coincidence with the Bivens tweet. Or yeah. I, I've got the tweet right here. So if those of you don't know what we're talking about, Malcolm Bivens uh, sent a message to Edge earlier in the day saying... Everyone has been atting you, but no one has warned you about the NXT parking lot. One of the most dangerous places on earth. For me, personally, I live for the adrenaline rush of waiting outside on a Wednesday night to see who is really about that life. A little 3-6 Mafia gently playing from the car stereo too. Ooh-wee! As the most trustworthy person in NXT, I want to give you a heads up. Malcolm Bivens. And then in tiny writing under his name... The brood is my favorite theme. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it was kind of a planned thing and to plant that because you're definitely watching this scene waiting for something to happen. But I like that tease, like the little He's going into the. Above. He walked into the parking lot and I, I as a fan, I'm just like. Don't... That means that we haven't seen what .com have posted yet. We never know. Oh, There's a lot of parking lot stuff that happens on .com. Florida parking lots are not safe. No. <laughs> they're not safe. Not at all. Uh, so Edge survived, but they're teasing Edge versus Cross something down the line. I know Cross and Randy were going back and forth on Twitter this week as well. So maybe Cross just goes to main roster. So Edge came to NXT and has got three feuds lined up already. Edge needs to He's chill. He's going to go on SmackDown on Friday and probably <laughs> have three more, more feuds. Yeah. <laughs> Kayfabe wise, Edge, you just came back from injury and you're just talking shit to everyone. But Love it. It made Edge look real. I know people. Like, I'm nine years. I've got nine years to catch up on. <laughs> Yeah, true. I know people are, are giving Ed shit because he's like he looks he looks older now. I think it's definitely the hair that kind of does it because he's jacked. He's in crazy shape, but he definitely does look a lot older because he is a lot older. But here he is like schooling Cross here, and Cross is a lot younger than him, a lot more intimidating storyline wise, like right now. And he just completely oh, I think, took him out. I think he looks great. Yeah, um, I'm I love Edge. I, I think he's great. And yeah. I, I think there's a lot of value to be had with him moving forward. I, I think there's a lot of exciting matches down the line, and I'd love to see him mix it up with the new guard, you know? Yeah, some new people, especially on this show. We go to our main event, and it is the Dusty Classic men's side of the tournament. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Undisputed Era, versus the, I'm going to call them the hard men, Thatcher and Champa, yeah. the, the real grizzled young vets. Just grizzled vets. Just grizzled. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not young, but the vets. Champa with the, what do I call him? Marley from Home Alone. The the old dude, the ice dude with the haircut. Looks great. <laughs> it looks, it works for him for this. It's great. Uh, but Wade Barrett on commentary when Adam Cole makes his entrance with the boom. He's like, I started that. Yeah. And you had to remind me that, that he used to do that with the. Boom. The, 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 what are you, the, the bull hammer. hammer. Yeah. So 
the hard men versus Yui. Cole and Champa tie it up and they go move for move, counter for counter, because if you remember, they have some history there. So they, they are trying for all their big moves, but outflashing one another by countering another. So Roddy and Thatcher tag in and they're doing uh, out wrestling each other stuff. During picture in picture, Champa beats down on Roddy. But when we come back, it's now Thatcher who tagged in and he got a surfboard on Roddy. It looks great here. Uh, but now Champa and Roddy, they're slugging it out, forearms, elbows. And then there's a superplex from Roddy at one point. There's a backstabber from Cole on Champa. Cole hitting my favorite move, the Ushi Garoshi suplex lift. Sushi Garoshi. He then goes for the Panama, but it's blocked. And then he decides to lock in a figure four as Roddy simultaneously locks in the stronghold. So UE with the submission game here, but both guys get out of these holds, get to the ropes, get out of it. Roddy at one point gets shoved into Cole and then Thatcher just smacks Roddy with this like wicked like slap chop. the neck. Yeah, just wild. Um, and then Champa comes in and Germans him. And Thatcher tags back in Germans. They just keep Germaning Roddy here back and forth. But Roddy eventually um, gets a knee to the face but kicks out of it. Comes back with his own knees. Angle slam. Tags in and out with, with Cole who hits super kick combos. The end of heartache. But it's the double team here is blocked. And it's Roddy who takes out Thatcher on the outside. But it was also almost like Thatcher was suckering him in. As Roddy uses is, is distracted by that. Goes back on the apron. But th- but it's Champa who greets him by grabbing his head with the gravat, the the front guillotine hold, and hits him with the Willow's Bell, and pins Roddy. Champa and Thatcher go on in the Dusty Classic. These these men are hard. This was great. This was just a slugfest. Yeah. Just all of them, just, especially poor Roddy, just got the shit beaten out of him <laughs> in this match. Um, yeah, I I really liked it. I enjoy this style. Just the the heavy hitting. I think. Uh, Thatcher and Champa um, as a team are quite interesting and uh, yeah I kind of I wasn't this felt a bit early for this match in the tournament for me because I, I could have easily seen either team moving forward and being in the finals here I guess we got to go through a bit of UE trying to kind of like refind themselves I guess because it hasn't been working they haven't had yeah. gold for a while um, but really entertaining match. Yeah, no, I thought so too. This was kind of an indie wrestling dream match, essentially, with the team of Cole and Roddy versus Thatcher and Champa. I kind of want to see Thatcher and Champa mix it up with some guys who aren't necessarily on this roster. Like, Edge. <laughs> no, I, I mean just other guys who like are heavy hitting. I reckon like a even a, like a Sheamus in a tag. Like if you put the bar back together, I reckon they'd have a fucking great match yeah, again yeah. just some big lads who can hit each other real hard yeah, you know sure. um i definitely like to see more of that but good main event yeah uh, i like the tag team of thatcher and champa they're two rugged hard-hitting dudes they're kind of similar it makes sense that they're a team it works well i wanted them to win this match to go forward and see more of them and that's what i get so i see champa now and people in the twitch room right now are going off on his hair and I think it's a deliberate thing because he's like, let it grow out a bit. And I think the idea is he's he wants to look older, um, like like the beard with the gray in it. I think he wants to look like the like the old guard of NXT. And I, I kind of imagine sort of American badass Undertaker locker room vibes right. in that whole invasion angle where you had him who was just the the old dude who's in charge of that WWF locker. And I kind of get that with Champa now with NXT. He's the, the old guy being there forever. 
And I kind of see letting himself go a bit, letting his like grey hair grow out a little bit is to to visually represent that a bit more. Yeah, the grey looks good. I think he him. looks cool. Yeah, yeah. it's like because he, he's got he's like kind of bald on the top. He's got the Jason Statham yeah. vibes. It looks it looks good. It looks rugged. I, action stars look good. Bald heads. As a proud bald man, I support the chicks love bald heads. But I thought he looked I thought he looked good with this look. I know people will, will curse. I'm criticizing Edge because I think his hair is just like he cut his hair and then he let it grow back out. Maybe it needs. Some, I, I like the long hair. May, I think that's what makes him look older to me. I'm not sure, but for Champa, it, it makes him Edge though. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I if I think of Edge, I'm thinking of the long blonde hair. Yeah. It's the same. Watching Shawn Michaels in that awful tag match, I'd have taken receding long-haired Shawn Michaels over bald Shawn Michaels in that match because I it wasn't Shawn Michaels I was watching and I feel that with Edge and uh yeah I I like his long hair. Well, so, I, I wish I could have hair like that when I'm like his Edge. Edge. Yeah. Great. I love all their hairs and uh all the hairs. Bless their this hairs. is our hair review. Uh who has the best hair in wrestling? Griff Garrison. No, Jungle Boy's got some Jungle Boy's flowy got nice stuff. Hair. Uh, I like Dakota Kai's pink hair All going right. on lately. Uh, but after this match, Champa and Thatcher stand at the ramp against the, the dusty statue, the trophy there, and they're greeted by the grizzled young veterans who's standing in nice-looking suits, mm. I might add, and it's a stare-down. But then they start to brawl. Regal's there. The refs are there. They're pulled apart. What's going to happen? It's the grizzled old vets versus the grizzled young vets. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased they did this. It adds a little bit more onto the match next week. Um, I've really been enjoying this Dusty Classic. I think there's been a lot of good teams who you could see them going with, and there's a lot of different directions. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a pretty solid episode. Yeah, I, I really like this episode. Obviously, with Edge, they did it proper with the whole, like, Twitter's a way you could you can promote, right? Yeah. Like, people kind of forget that. And Edge did a great thing where they clearly came up with this idea. He tweets that out. NXT makes it official, and it's a great way to get interest for this show, especially going up against Beach Break on AEW tonight. So <laughs> seeing Edge on this show is something completely new and fresh and super cool. As a wrestling fan, it's like old school meets new school. It was very interesting, and I like the way he helped get Finn over and Pete over, and it mm. makes us want to watch that match even more so because the little idea that probably won't happen but edge versus the say finn or something along those lines but i think edge will tie it up with some nxt people probably not for the title yeah but down the line it's definitely something we're going to be seeing uh, i like the the tag matches going forward i think the dusty classic is a good way of getting good tournament they, they don't do tournaments enough essentially and i think this yeah. one is something they do really well uh, i liked raquel and dakota going over and i liked nash carter from msk referencing rush hour <laughs> Oh, and, the, and Tian Shaw. And Tian Shaw. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was awesome. Who knew I was going to tune into such a story about warriors and dragons it was wonderful. on my wrestling on Wednesday night? Uh, we also just glossed over um, Cameron Grimes is returning next week. So obviously he had a little injury. I believe he even had surgery. I oh, yeah. Wrong, and he'll be back uh, next week. So, so we that's something. To yeah. Cameron Grimes again. But uh, TakeOver Vengeance Day is looking pretty good. Uh, I'd say this this lineup is good because it's going to have the finals of this Dusty Tournament matches as well. So yeah. realistically, those are looking pretty stacked. Yeah, I think NXT, again, they've been on a nice little run the last few weeks, just putting on good matches and good storytelling. It's It was a really easy watch tonight. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, overall, thumbs up episode for me here for Wednesday Night NXT. <laughs> Well, let's go and see what you guys thought. Every Wednesday, we post up feedback on forum.postwrestling.com uh, where you can give your thoughts on the episode of NXT. 
and we start with Fire Frank. Hey. He says, good show. All the Dusty Classic matches were fire. Stallion versus Santos finally happened so we can stop talking about it. <laughs> Even intrigued a little to see where this cross Escobar thing is going. Finn versus Dunn set for takeover. Edge with the goosebumps inducing promo. Really hope get him versus Finn and even Dunn someday. But I'm now sufficiently pumped for TakeOver V-Day. Thankfully, Edge made it safely out of the parking lot. Grimes on his way back from the moon. And of course, the most important thing, shout out Tian Shah story time. Where's the shirts, Uncle Paul? Yes, we, we now have a name. Trip, we need the shirts. Next week with the Dusty Semis looks at Booker would say, Good. P.S. Theory's new song sucks. Oh, uh, oh! I have to hear it again. Doesn't like the new thing because you're Frank's just mad. He's not twenty three. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. We go to MJ from NJ who says wanted to get your comments on the following idea: NXT NXT featured a WWE superstar who made his name twenty years ago. AEW featured two NXT prospects and Neville and Ambrose in their main event. What's it like reviewing What's Next, knowing the talent you see ultimately makes it to the main event of another company, while the show you watch featured a guy who was retired during the period you cover on What's Next? Just in a position tonight. I think that's a very weighted question, because (laughs) let me word it like this. NXT featured a WWE superstar back from retirement after nine years ago in a talking segment, AEW headlined with Festus. Mm. Like, you can weight it however you want. I think... Uh, like you say 20 years ago he retired 9 years ago well he was still in his prime I think he still has a lot to offer from the matches he's had so far it's not like you're watching an old man limping around um, MJ's just upset Edge didn't come out with a bat and point it at someone maybe <laughs> maybe look I love AEW and I don't really care like I'm not like funding WWE I'm not funding AEW I watch both shows and enjoy both shows I just want to see talent excel and age for me doesn't matter as long as you're good i think edge has a lot to offer he's one of the best promos in the game he can still go at a good level there's loads of interesting matches and the very fact he came to nxt makes me think that he wants to be working with this younger talent as well um yeah, I, I feel it's just a kind of weighted question there. Uh, like, like uh, clearly MJ just loves Was Next, because yeah. we do talk <laughs> about Neville on this week with the inaugural NXT title match on Was Next coming out this weekend. But uh, I, I like both shows. I, I know we, we we do BD Elite. We'll be doing it tomorrow. We'll talk about that main event, I guess, that's happening. But um, both shows are, are were different. I, I bet you I'll love AEW just yeah. as much as I it's love NXT. It's a big show tonight. NXT. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, we love both shows. And sometimes we talk about which ones we like better and stuff. But uh, yeah, stop being bitter, MJ. <laughs> we go to Chris Lee. Oh, is that you oh, or me? me? Yeah, Chris sorry. Leone, not counting specials like New Year's Evil or Halloween Havoc. This was one of the best ep- episodes of NXT in quite some time. The in-ring action was great, with all of the Dusty Cup matches being high quality. The TakeOver card is coming together, and it looks absolutely stacked. Everything about Edge's appearance worked. He was on screen for about five minutes and put over about half a dozen guys. I actually believe he follows and enjoys this show and wants the talent to succeed. Some other things happened that popped me tonight. Regal showing off his brass knucks to Edge. Escobar not backing down from Cross. He looked like a badass, even though this pairing is odd. And Tian Shah... Really enjoyed this show and excited for what's to come. 
Yeah, definitely. We go to mystery. NXT was pretty decent. Cross was a lot more interesting tonight. If you ignore the TikTok line, he actually sounds like a normal person who should be cutting his own promos. Still not a fan of the wrestling stuff, but this week was an improvement of his character perspective. Io Shirai just chillaxing on the top rope watching Mercedes and Tony murder each other before picking up the scraps was cool as hell. And Tony's promo and wrestling tonight was pretty damn weak. I can probably write off the matches since it never really kicked into a higher gear. Also, it was Jesse Kamei but she isn't capable of carrying carrying greener talents, and her promo was incredibly formulaic. Statement of the week, send Asuka back to NXT, especially after Raw this past week. I, I think once she gets over this Alexa thing, she'll be fine. She'll probably be feuding with Charlotte at Mania, which will be a good match. So, yeah, but she's in a rough patch at the moment. Uh. And finally, we go to Muggen who goes, a fun show. Casey Catanzaro and Kaden uh, Carter are coming out of the Dusty Classic in a better position. Given Raquel's current trajectory, is there a split from Dakota Kai coming down the horizon? We kind of briefly mentioned that earlier, perhaps. I think Harry and Cross getting paired with Santos Escobar isn't a demotion for Cross, but an elevation for Escobar. Finally, Kurt Stallion got his title match. He had a good outing. Edge's appearance elevated the NXT and it was enticing to see him mingled with Finn and Pete, making their title match even more must-see. I loved Leon Ruff pulling an Eddie Guerrero spot. Io Shirai coming on the, chilling on the top rope was everything. <laughs> Yui versus Champa Thatcher was very good. Yeah. Everyone loved Io Shirai hanging out. Everybody. Yeah, who doesn't? Io Shirai doesn't. gets me high. Hey, thank you so much for the feedback there. Thank you so much for listening to us. Shout out the Twitch room every Wednesday night. 10.15 after NXT, we go live, twitch.tv slash podcast, where we record this show that we put out on the podcast feed. But now, Thursdays, 1 p.m., we do in BD Elite, ta- talking all about AEW Dynamite, and then uh, that podcast will be available on this free feed, too. So like we mentioned, all the free shows, and if you like us even more, you can go over to the Patreon and go find all the other podcasts we do there, because we do a lot. Absolutely. And we've got so much coming out on Twitch as well. Tomorrow night, 9.30, Jordan Goodman and Eric Marcotte are going to do a watch along of some 92 superstars. I think they're starting with the first episode of 92 of superstars. And then Friday, we'll have John Ceno and Mike Hogan talking all about films, TV and WandaVision at 6.30 p.m. So 9.30 p.m. tomorrow, 6.30 Friday. Just follow Twitch and all our socials. You'll know what's going on. And and we'll probably be in your ears every day. <laughs> yeah, uh, so go at Up Next Podcast, the Twitter, Instagram for all the stuff and we tweet out and all that stuff. And um, all the Patreon shows. We mentioned a was next. Robin Hood Men in Tights is coming out. We mentioned Batman Forever on the free feed. Go listen to that as well. All the shows, all the podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. Check out the February schedule because it is packed. We can't wait to podcast and do all these other things. And again, for the Up Next Rumble, thanks everyone for joining. Go watch it if you haven't. Go listen if you haven't. It's up there as well. And what a time it was. So appreciate everyone in this community we have, especially during a pandemic. Uh, we all are wrestling friends. You almost made it to the end without mentioning that. Pandemic? There's a pandemic going on. Did you know it's that impressive. It's, it's happening? It's okay. Canada's getting our own vaccines now. We don't need anyone else's. Trudeau's got it. First he made weed legal. Now he's bringing his own vaccine in. He's got he's got it, all right? Thank you, everybody. I, myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at D, And I am at Davey Portman. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Oh, and I see Chris Elliott, the up next Rumble winner, running his mouth on Twitch. Why don't you go uh, 
What did he put up? He did a Zoom chat for Halloween Havoc, and his, his costume was just putting ketchup on his face. <laughs> I'm wearing plaid. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what's going to happen after three stages of hell with me. Oh. Okay, pal? Put, get the ketchup on your face. Get that egg off your face. Get it together. Thank you for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And, uh, oh, man, on this day, I see clearly. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.